0: Uh, me and the Stegosaurus friend here thought we'd take a stroll to the surface world.
1: A real dinosaur? I thought they went extinct decades ago. It's a Halloween
2: miracle.
3: Rob, Rob, we gotta fix the dino statue. Just slap it
2: together with some glue.
3: But the top half shattered.
2: Then stick the top half of the Prime Minister on it. It'd be cruel to Mother Gaia to waste both statues.
3: Fine, fine. Arlen, good to see you. We are just preparing this glorious dino statue in your
0: honor. Hmm... Is this statue as impressive as Colborn's Big Apple? No. It's even more impressive. Because it symbolizes the bond between mankind and dinokind. It does? This glorious chimera represents the fact that not only can dinosaurs and people learn to live together, they can fuse at the waist to form some kind of unholy superbeast with the cunning of man and the raw killing power of the T-Rex. It's a beautiful bond.
3: I'm a little unsettled by a bond between the most evil dinosaur and the most fascist prime minister of all time. But whatever works
0: for you is good for me, buddy. Yes. And check this out. My Stegosaurus friend here has one of the Voyager gold discs with him. Let's place the disc in the prime minister's hands as a symbol of goodwill.
3: Seems pretty valuable. You don't want to hold on to it?
0: I've already heard all the songs once or twice, so there's no point in ever hearing it again. How'd,
3: how'd you get up to the surface, anyway, without being crushed by the earth or stuck in the glue?
0: Well, it turns out there's a lot more dinosaur graveyards than you think. I was sharing a cigar with my stegosaurus friend here and everything just ignited, instead it's flying at a million miles per hour.
4: Maybe that was the explosion we heard before. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of dinos down there lighting up. Brachiosaurus just had a baby and everyone's smoking cigars for the shower.
1: Say, you guys don't think all these explosions are going to destroy the planet even quicker,
5: do you? If I had the foresight to sell vapes at the center of the earth, this tobacco-fueled catastrophe could have been avoided. The market always has a solution for ecological calamity, provided that one is money-hungry enough to seek it out. I am a little
4: hungry for money, but I can't concentrate on eating because we're all gonna die. Are you sure? I grabbed this locket watch from the bar. Even in the cold
1: depths of space, it'll provide me with my favorite thing to breathe, air. What's your favorite thing to breathe?
6: Carbon monoxide. No, wait, helium. That's right, the locket watches. We've got to grab some. Good thinking. As the boss, I'm calling an all-hands staff meeting at the bar. ASAP. You're not my boss. Okay, nobody panic. I think all this calamity is going to cause people to drink. We are in the perfect spot to capitalize on everyone's misery by drowning it in super fun beer.
4: Uh Oh, was that another explosion or someone knocking on the door? Let me check. Oh yeah, it was definitely explosion because there's nothing at the door. Like absolutely nothing. We're flying off into space.
6: For some strange reason, the Earth simply exploded that day. Maybe it was because of all the explosions? Or the cracks in the Earth? Or all the glue that was yo-yoing big pieces of the planet back and forth? We may never know. I'll leave it to the historians to decide. Or YouTubers who are more confident than me and care a lot more than I do. All that was certain was that our little bar, standard supply ale and dried goods, was hurtling into space. And the only thing that saved us was the Locket Watch's ability to generate oxygen
4: and a gravitational field. I can see the earth getting smaller and smaller in the distance. No, you can't.
7: That's Mars.
4: Oh yeah. I guess earth is all that blown up junk floating around.
1: Oh, there's so many things on earth I still wanted to try,
4: like bottle service. And I never got to eat Chicago's famous bean.
7: Look on the bright side. You'll always remember Earth for the things you never did there.
3: In retrospect, I wish I'd committed more time to my futile activism instead of my futile work in this bar.
7: Yeah, if you quit, I could have bartended even more! I wish I would have bought a backup generator for the bar. We're alive thanks to Professor Abacus's locket watches, but we've got no electricity and we've got way more beer than food. We're gonna die, like, immediately.
6: Well, I think living off beer, candy corn, and mayonnaise sounds like fun! And as your boss and leader, I'll make sure nothing bad happens to anyone ever. How? Where there's beer, there's bound to be a good time. I know we'll make it somehow.
7: Why do you think you're the boss? It's safe to say the Fairbanks no longer owns the bar, but... Right, so it should revert back to its previous owner, me.
4: Why not its original owner, me? Didn't you say your grandpa was the original owner? Why do we need an owner at all? That's right. Who
6: cares about all this nonsense? All that matters is that we have a leader, which is me, and as the leader, I declare myself the owner and
7: boss. We can sort this out later. At the very least, I'm glad we're free from the suffocating grasp of the Fairbanks.
1: Yeah, if there's one good thing about the earth exploding, it's that it killed all the bad guys. It's funny but the only thing that separates good guys from bad guys is that bad guys all die someday.
5: Ah, it's good to be alive. To think that a bad guy like me escaped his day of judgment.
2: Uh, Rich, I can't help but notice we're hurtling off into space, and yet somehow we're still living and breathing. Hmm,
5: now that you mention it, that's a little odd. Perhaps our immense wealth has turned us into unkillable gods. I don't think that's it, cause... I'm still alive, too. Silence, Toadie. No, he's he's got a point. Toadie, go fetch my binoculars from the office. We're lucky that Cube is still intact on this little chunk of land. Yes, master.
2: I'll be right back.
5: <laughs> he's drifting away. It seems there's oxygen and gravity where we're standing,
2: but not over there. Maybe we are gods. Hmm.
5: I have one other theory I want to test. Toady, catch this pocket watch. <laughs> now she's suffocating. Hmm. Sadly, it's not our entrepreneurial willpower that saved us. It's this pocket watch.
2: <sighs> what? Where did you get that thing?
5: I grabbed it at standard supply. The bartender, Raina, had a whole box of these sitting on the bar.
2: How is that possible? Is she some kind of science genius? Is she magic?
5: She's too stupid to be a genius, and too dull to be magic. And dim, drab, annoying, clueless, bad dresser, incompetent, stingy pores as a bartender too, and yet... She outfoxed us every step of the way. Masters, look over there. Something's coming into view from beyond the debris of Earth.
2: It's... it's a huge spaceship. What? It's... MASSIVE! And you don't need binoculars to read the logo
5: on the side. STANDARD SUPPLY! STANDARD SUPPLY? Was the bartender secretly in control of this massive spaceship all along? Was she richer and more powerful than us the whole time?
2: Is she some kind of intergalactic mastermind? A technological genius with a galaxy-spanning fleet of thousands? And
5: in a final act of cruel mercy, she chose to spare our lives by giving us this pocket watch. She won't even afford us the dignity of a swift death. Now we stand here, condemned to drift through the cold expanse of space until we starve to death, broken and beaten, our dreams of world domination unfulfilled. Well, we still got Cube, and this little patch of land we're drifting on. Technically, you own all of it. You've conquered the world, as far as the eye can see. Ruling over this little
2: sliver of dirt isn't much fun when there's nobody to boss around.
5: Well, you've still got me to boss around.
2: Uh, I guess.
5: The greatest entrepreneurs of a generation outsmarted by a mere bartender. Just what kind of cunning intellect are we up against?
6: I hope there's lots of candy in space. Shut up and close the door. It's cold out there and we don't have heat or electricity. Hey, look. There's something coming our way. Some kind of bird.
3: That's not a bird. It's a space bird. No,
4: it's a tiny spaceship that looks like a space bird. Hey, guys.
6: Proxy Starlight.
4: Did you come for a
1: copy of our new mixtape, Hustle Season Part 3, Autumn, The Money Harvest? What?
8: No, I noticed her bar drifting by and got curious. She probably thought we'd all be
3: dead. And came to rob our corpses.
7: Professor Abacus told us that she's aware of the pretty dim wonder. She probably came to steal it from Raina's pallid, desiccated corpse.
6: My corpse would be rosy-cheeked and well-moisturized. But that's beside the point. My corpse
8: is still alive. Right. It's not like that at all. I'm glad to see you're alive. Yeah, it's
4: all thanks to these crappy locket watches we got from stupid Professor Abacus.
3: They're not so crappy, They did save our lives. Yeah, I guess, until we
4: starve to death in a few days. What a lame way to go. I always wanted to die at the hands of a crazed axe murderer, but I doubt they have axes in space.
6: An axe murderer was trying to kill me earlier today, and it was kind of underwhelming. So you can see why I think your dream is a little stupid. But can you at least be happy for me? My dream came true. Living in space seems like
8: a lot of fun. It is. Sort of, well, not really. It's about the same as living on Earth, to be honest.
4: Yeah, I guess life is basically the same as it always was, except that everyone else we've ever known is dead.
8: I wouldn't be so sure of that. Standard Supply has sent a massive ship to the remains of Earth to save any refugees they can find.
7: What is the Standard Supply company anyway? Professor Abacus mentioned it as well.
8: Depending on your view of things, it's either an innovative tech giant bringing cheap and plentiful goods to the masses, Or an awful, capricious tyrant paying rock-bottom wages to emiserate those very same masses. Maybe it doesn't seem this way to you, but the Milky Way galaxy is a backwater. There's no real governing body out here, and Standard Supply is free to do business without any regulatory oversight.
3: So our galaxy is an unregulated libertarian hellhole, and Standard Supply is a totally unchecked corporate monolith.
8: Pretty much.
7: I still find it odd that our bar shares a name with it. And why does Abacus work for a company like that? It just doesn't seem like a style.
8: I think he just wants to do his research without being bothered. He's not the kind of guy to worry where the money's coming from.
7: Standard supply can't
6: be all bad. They're saving those refugees.
3: Where you and I see refugees, they probably see customers or worse. If the Milky Way is really a desolate backwater, then they're probably the only game in town.
7: One more thing, Proxy. If our galaxy is in the middle of nowhere, um, what are you doing here? And why spend so much time on Earth?
8: To tell the truth, my home planet is in the early stages of exactly what the Earth just went through. Something is ripping it apart from the inside. I thought that by spending time on Earth, I could figure out the solution. And did you? Not quite, but I've got a lead. Professor Abacus suggested that the key to stopping this phenomenon might lie with the four Voyager gold discs. They were ostensibly designed by NASA, but in reality, the project was spearheaded by Canadian engineers who were secretly aliens. The discs have some ulterior purpose, but it's not entirely clear to me or Professor Abacus what that purpose is. Allegedly, the oldest woman in the universe ought to know, but we don't know who or where she is. Wait,
4: the Voyager gold discs? We found a pair of them in Rex Rhapsody's apartment. And Arlen
3: just placed one of them on that statue.
6: The demons had the last one stashed away inside the earth. So basically, everything we needed was right in front of us all along? That's right. The only thing we needed was the power of friendship. And we had it all along.
7: That's not what we're talking about.
8: I had hoped to sort this out before the Earth was destroyed, but oddly enough, it sounds like you all were closer to gathering the gold disks than I was. Oh well, nothing to do about it now. I guess we should just give up. What? Are you stupid? Let's search for them. I know it's too late for your planet, but we could still save mine. Why would we want to save your boring planet? It sounds like such a shitty place. Well, my planet still has music. There's a chart you could go number one on. Ooh, now that's what's up.
3: Are there any marginal leftist organizations with no meaningful political power that I could join?
7: Of course. Hmm, I'm sure there's a business I could own.
3: Uh
8: Uh-huh. And I bet there's a, a bar I could tend. You really need to get a hobby. Right, so now that we're all in agreement, you guys need to track down each of the discs. I'll get to work figuring out where the oldest woman in the universe lives. But how are we going to find them? We don't know where they ended up. The Pretty Dim Wonder can sort it out. You've already met everyone most likely to have the disks. Most visions from the Pretty Dim Wonder will be of people you've met, or people they know. So it stands to reason that you'll get a lead eventually.
7: And you're sure there's nobody more qualified for this mission than us? Not in this
8: shithole galaxy. You'll do fine.
7: Don't be so sure. We don't have heat or electricity.
8: Here, take this battery. It's got enough charge to power a small place like this for years.
7: What is this, A normal D battery?
8: Sure, it may look that way, but imagine what kind of batteries we have in space. It's probably a lot better, right? There is probably some crazy technology inside that thing that's like 10,000 times better than what you'd expect. I don't know what else to tell you, but it just makes sense that space batteries are way better than Earth ones. I'm doing you a favor here, and I don't think it's fair for you to expect me to explain this technology to you. I'm just a singer, remember? Why would I understand how space batteries work? She's right, back off, Nika.
6: To be honest, I'd accept just about any
7: explanation for anything. Fine, I appreciate the generosity, but still, this is a bar, not a spaceship. There's no way for us to steer it and we're just going to drift aimlessly.
8: I'm sure you'll figure something out.
7: As our tireless leader,
6: I promise to figure something out. I already told you, I'm the boss, it's my bar. Okay, you can be the boss if I can be the leader. What does that even mean? Makes sense to me. Good luck, Raina. I won't let you down. I'll collect all the space candy you're looking for.
8: Hmm, well, I'm sure your friends can keep you on track. And if you need anything, come find me on my home planet. It's called cannons. Oh, and by the way, Professor Abacus thinks there might be another artifact nearby with powers as intriguing as the Pretty Dim Wonder. So keep an eye out.
6: I'll use my magic powers to find it.
8: Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got to go, but I'm sure I'll see you soon. Good luck.
7: She's nice. I wonder what she wanted. You idiot. She told us exactly what she wanted. Go to sleep, and maybe you'll have a vision that'll help us track down those gold disks. I'm not tired. And besides, we've got a a once-in-a-lifetime
6: chance to explore space. We should celebrate with some beers.
1: I don't think we have time to celebrate anything. We're about to drift into that big asteroid.
7: Well, we can't control where we're headed. I guess we just have to stand here and watch as we crash into it. The power went out. We never had any power. But look, Proxy was right. There's an indent on the wall behind the bar where this battery fits perfectly. I assumed there used to be a sconce or something there. Why why do we have this? Who cares? The power came back on.
3: It's a good start, but we're still stranded out here. Oh
4: well, I guess this is where we die. I
3: hope there's an
1: ex-murderer on that asteroid so you can die with dignity.
3: Hang on. Maybe if we rummage around the asteroid, we can figure out a way to propel the bar into motion again.
4: Oh, right. As long as someone else figures it out, I'm going to wander around pretending to help. But really, I won't be thinking or doing or looking for anything useful.
6: Hmm. It's pretty much just an asteroid.
3: Yeah, it's as dead as we're about to be. Wait. Something's moving behind that rock. (laughs) It's... It's Mr. Low Key!
6: Who's that? He's this really cool rooster we met while you and Dan were on
4: tour! But something seems different about him, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I can't quite place it, but. He seems. even cooler than he used to!
6: He's. he's. he's wearing some really cool sunglasses!
3: Wait! He seems kinda nervous. I think there's something else back there.
6: What could make such a cool rooster lose his cool? I guess we'll have to wait to find out.